All right, time for the Global Threat Report. Global Threat Solutions, 100% of a military veteran-owned security investigations firm. Global headquarters, by the way, right here. Ladies and gentlemen, in Suffolk County, offices as well in the city, Miami, L.A., overseas, Frankfurt, and Mumbai. The good captain himself, CEO Ken Bombay, 21 years law enforcement intelligence experience, served as a military intelligence officer in the Middle East. Go to the web's great website, globalthreatsolutions.com. Uh, for peace of mind in uncertain times, check it out. Global Threat Solutions. You make a phone call. Any questions? 646-946-6649. The aforementioned. Uh, my good friend, Captain uh, Kenneth Bombay. Sir, good to have you here on a Monday, even though not here. Live with me. It's good to have you. Morning, Jay. Thanks for having me on. It is great having you say hi to uh, Mr. Ferentino. He's in-house with me as well, our financial guru. He is uh, sitting alongside me, and he might throw a question or two at you, Captain. So be of careful. Of Good morning. Yep. I was listening to his uh, segment before this. There you go. <laughs> there is a lot to uh, uncover here. we got Title 42 ending on uh, Wednesday, Cap. Uh, you know, a dire situation. El Paso has already declared a state of emergency. I mean, I can't even – 47, 48,000 people. Uh, you're going to have about 1,800 to 2,500 a day. Uh, coming to play. I think of the fentanyl coming in, my goodness. Uh, it's no red lights anymore. It's just green lights. And uh, no end in sight here. Do you see any possibility of somebody upholding 42? Well, I know there's a possibility some Republican members of Congress could go to the Supreme Court. They have not yet to try and at least pause this. Um I don't see the Biden administration stopping right now, although I, I will say, Jay, he's receiving pressure from both Democrat and Republican lawmakers right now to do something. Some are calling for him not to lift Title 42, and some are saying we need more resources and support if you're going to do this. But both sides, Democrats, Republicans, especially those in those border regions, they are fearing what might come. There's some estimates right now that we might see 14,000 per day of border crawl increased to 14,000 a surge per day, 420,000 per month and over 5 million in a year. So these are huge numbers right now. And as bad as we think things are right now, I'm sure you've, you're aware you just saw that El Paso declared a state of emergency. Things could get a lot worse very quickly right now if this is actually lifted and they don't put any more resources. There's such a vague plan in place by the Biden administration saying, uh, we'll, we'll increase uh, resources there, and we'll try and expedite removals. There's no real plan in place that's going to possibly prevent those kind of numbers from coming over the border. So, I, and, and they also, I, I think it was on um, Face of the Nation, they had one of his representatives talking on Sunday, saying that basically they need more funding. They're blaming it on funding for this. And this is, as we know, Jay, this is not a funding issue. This is a policy issue. Well, they, I mean, we know two years ago this was not happening. If they were to return to those policies and then just seek bipartisan, comprehensive immigration reform, they could stem this, this surge in a few months. We'd be back to the way things were, and you could have some security at the border. Mm. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Kimba on base, the captain, quick, fire away. Quick question. So what is the reason why the borders are open? Do they know this is happening? I mean, I haven't heard a good explanation as to why we need this. Well, nobody is really coming up. They're saying they have a secure border and they're doing everything they can. No one's coming out in this administration and saying this is intentional. 
obviously it was it was an immediate turnaround as soon as this administration took office. And, you know, all I could speculate is that this is a, uh, a Democrat Party strategy. They're they're massively increasing the numbers of immigrants coming across the border. And then we also see simultaneously recently from Democratic members of Congress and Senate, big pushes for asylum. So the, the idea would be they're letting all these people in and, and then they're going to uh, possibly in the future, these people might have the ability to vote. And, and that's, a, that's the only strategy that I could see that makes sense. Why would anyone want to do this? It's really endangered our people with fentanyl, terrorism, crime, gangs. There's no upside to what's going on right now. So all you could do is speculate, but I know there's a lot of speculation as that that, that could be a reason behind this. Interesting. I, I'm saying every time I bring this up with people, I said, "What's the reason?" I, you know, there should be some sort of policy, but it's only at a Democratic advantage. It sounds like, which is very unfortunate. I mean, we have got to do what's best for this country, and I think that's uh, it's one of those things that uh, really needs to be looked at. Yeah, it's even scary, Cap, is that fentanyl, you know, the fentanyl stuff. I mean, I was l- reading a, a couple of stats yesterday, and I found them. Um, 2007, this nation saw 27,000 overdoses. Last year, 107,000. This is CDC data right here. Of those, the agency estimating around 71,000 fentanyl involved. I mean, could you imagine that we already, you know, we have this massive problem here. Um, and we kind of correlate, I hate to correlate it so, so tragically to a plane crash a day. That's what it comes to. We're losing 300 a day here. Could you imagine when Title 42 ends, what numbers we are going to have regarding fentanyl deaths? I mean, it is unimaginable, unimaginable. So it, it is. And think about it. Title 42, what it is, is it's a, uh, a law that we had in place that allows the leadership of this country to stem the flow at the border if there's a, um, uh, an emergency, something that would a public health emergency, which COVID was that emergency. But who's to say that 300 a day from fentanyl isn't that emergency? Why isn't that good enough reason to stem that border, the flow at the border right now and keep Title 42 in place? Not to mention this, we have no if, if people are concerned about COVID in this country. Why would you not be concerned about that border? People are flowing across it right now. There's no we're not we're not doing testing down there and vaccinations down there why would that not why would that not still be in place if people are still concerned about covid but i think the fentanyl alone that is definitely reason enough i think to legitimately keep title 42 in place and you have to just does not make sense at all i'll tell you that much it really does the captain ken bombay's global threat let's go to idaho i guess a couple of little pieces here and there the white car is still a mystery the elantra Hyundai Elantra out there trying to find the occupants. Uh, some individual named Adam, I guess they cleared him. The two girls might have had a conversation before they went to that food truck on that night. Uh, you know, I've heard a, a whole bunch of stuff over the weekend. There are a couple of really top-flight experts that feel this case is going to be solved sooner than later. So we shall see. Are you having that confident feeling as well or no? Um, I guess guarded. It's a guarded confidence because I feel that um, there's a lot we're not being. If you just take at face value what's being put out to us in the public, it doesn't seem like we're near solving this. But like I've said since the beginning, Jay, we have the FBI and the state police and, of course, the Moscow police running with this now. And I think there's a lot of information they're not releasing to the public and for good reason. 
And that's why we probably don't feel confident that they're nearing uh, solving this case. But, but like you mentioned, there's a, you know, the biggest update concerning this investigation, as far as the public's concerned, is there really are no updates. That's the update. I mean, we have this thing with Adam where they, they have some uh, video footage showing the two girls, two victims walking, and there's this unknown male. But now that their police are saying that he is not a suspect, um, but that that took up a lot of coverage over the weekend, saying, who is this? And they have the video of them with him. And then the other thing is the uh, vehicle is ongoing right now. And But that's, that's your painstaking process, searching this. There's 22,000 vehicles that they're, that have meet that criteria that they're, they're trying to sift through right now. That takes time. And another thing is the, the cell phones. You know, cell phones in the modern era, they're always a huge part of an investigation. But it takes time to link in, uh, the cell phones and communications between the victims and any cell phones that were used in that location. It, these things take time to do. And then finally, Jay, I think you saw there's a police body cam uh, that some people feel you hear a scream on the police right. body cam. Some some people are saying it's just tire screeching and they have not yet confirmed that is, in fact, the scream. If it is, I'm not sure that really adds any evidentiary value to this investigation. It's just kind of eerie. It really is. <clears throat> the captain with us, Kim Bombay's Global Threat. Let's go to Ukraine. You know, Russia is still going after the power grids, trying to wipe out the heat, the electricity, and everything else. Ruthless. Uh, in essence, uh, the president uh, <laughs> of the United States has wanted to get a conversation going with Putin. I don't know if he will. Uh, but uh, Putin is not going to let up at all as uh, we are embarking now. This is going to be, what, almost 10 months uh, coming into play in the next day or so. So uh, where are we at with everything involved here right now, sir? So a few updates, Jay. We have uh, Putin visiting Belarus this week, and that's important because right now Ukraine and the West are speculating that, that Putin, out of desperation, is trying to pull Belarus um, into this conflict. Now, Lukashenko, who's their leader, says that he's signaled that he's not, in fact, going to do that and that he's trying to show that he has independence over, uh, over Vladimir Putin. Historically, that's not really true. And right now, and since the beginning of this conflict, he's allowed Russia to use, use Belarus as a staging area. So that's one thing we're monitoring right now is that meeting. And then we have the constant ongoing barrage missile strikes um, targeting the um, power sources in Ukraine. Right. And they've been successful, although Ukraine's been able to, at times, um, uh, prevent 70 percent from getting through that. Those ones that do get through are devastating and it takes them a lot of time. There's still a lot of people without power, despite Zelensky's efforts to really restore power quickly. So that's another thing that we're seeing there. And then uh, I don't know if you saw this, Jay, but the released arms dealer, the one that we were talking about last week, who was in the uh, Griner uh, yeah, in Russia. Yeah, he, he went and visited down there, Russian-held territory in Ukraine, kind of a propaganda move by Putin. And he, he actually states that, you know, he completely supports Moscow's invasion of Ukraine and that he will even go there and volunteer as a fighter in this area. I mean, he's... He's a notorious uh, killer, basically, so I don't know what kind of propaganda value this is, but it's definitely in coordination with Putin. He's probably trying to get himself back in the game right now. Um, And then finally, I don't know if you've been – there's a piece in the Wall Street Journal that's really interesting because they talk about the Battle of Bakhmut 
it's a, it's a city in, in Donetsk, and they're saying this is critical battle right now, and it's it's a Russia wants to have a turning point. As we know, Ukraine's had a very successful counteroffensive over the last few months. Russia now is pouring troops in, tanks, artillery. 300,000 troops have been mobilized. Wow. And they also, this Wagner group, this private security group, who's a friend, the owner is a friend of Putin's, <clears throat> he's actually recruited tens of thousands of criminals from Russian prisons to try and storm Bakhmut for this this battle that we're seeing, but it's critical because he's trying to turn the tide yeah. on the Ukrainian counteroffensive, and everybody's watching this right now. It's unbelievable. The captain with us. One more for you, Captain. That is the uh, January 6th committee investigating the insurrection at the Capitol. They're going to make some announcements today regarding the criminal referrals to the Justice Department. Now, they've weighed criminal referrals for the former president, several members, you know, of that uh, inner circle, so to speak. Um, the referral is kind of like a recommendation. Right, so that the Justice Department investigating whether to charge those in question, but a little symbolic because it doesn't obligate uh, federal prosecutors to bring such case. So whether you have the Justice Department bring the charges, uh, I guess will depend whether the facts and the evidence support prosecution, according to the Attorney General Merrick Garland. Now Garland will make the ultimate call. We know that on any charging type decisions. How does this culminate in the next day or so? So, you know, this has really become like white noise for a lot of Americans, I think, right now, Jay. They've dragged us on so long, this January 6th committee and recommendations, referrals. Um, I think all this is is them trying to either officially or unofficially deem Donald Trump uh, ineligible to run for president against President Biden. That's what this is all about, I think. They're not going to let this go. And they're trying to weaken his stance right now as a candidate for president. So, I mean, do we, do we does anyone really see uh, Donald Trump, you know, serving time or, or, or charges against him or probably even there could be some people in his staff we might see mm. that happen to. Um, but I think it's just more of the same that's coming out. The problem with the uh, attorney general is, as we know, he's obviously closely aligned with this administration and their policies and. And I wonder if you're going to see him really overreach with some some charges against people who are involved in this for political reasons. Incredible as it sounds, but uh, Greg, that's it's kind of scary. You know, I, I don't like any of this. I, I really don't. I mean, that's just another. Uh, in the meantime, the the actual uh, intermingling of uh, people like in the FBI with the with Twitter. Twitter's the only one we know about in terms of uh, influencing free speech. Uh, is really something that's criminal because there's there are absolutely criminal charges involved in any of that, as long among other things. And I think that that this is just really uh, sad. I mean, he yeah, there's nothing really tying him to causing an insurrection, or if we use that word insurrection, a riot. Uh, there's nothing really tying him to that. I mean, he just he gave a speech. It was going on as he was speaking. So I don't really see uh, where you get that. But I understand people are certainly upset by that day and. Uh, I think that uh, this is one of those, just another political thing, uh, but they've had the you know they've had the ability to put this on TV. For I mean, they interrupted CNBC watching the the, the real world seven business. o'clock at night. Yeah. Seven, no, no, during the day when the markets are open, they oh, would right. cut they would cut to yeah. like some hearing, and I'm like, are they out of their minds? I mean, yeah, how, is this, affecting, too, how is this affecting people's wallets? Yeah. I mean, this is just uh, really kind of scary. It's unbelievable.
But the beat goes on, Cap. I know you're going to be monitoring it all. And uh, we will chat, my friend. Appreciate it all. A couple of minutes here. Excellent. Thanks, gentlemen. I appreciate it. You got it. The great Ken Bombay, the Ken. captain, globalthreatsolutions.com.